as we conclude on the subject of the joy of your testimony this morning, I want you to keep this very one thing in your mind. Keep it in your mind. Satan is constantly looking for ways to destroy the joy of your testimony. Yes, keep this in mind. Satan is always, always looking for which. Why? Because your testimony is a weapon. Is a weapon. Revelation 12 verse 11. The Bible says, And they overcame him, the accuser of the brethren. They overpowered him, that wicked one, that, that, that satanic being, that evil one was overpowered, subdued, and relegated. How? By the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimonies. Your testimony is a powerful weapon. And Satan is constantly looking for ways to destroy the joy of your testimony because a godly testimony has the capacity to make others believe the gospel of Jesus. John chapter 12 verse 9 to 11. John chapter 12 verse 9 to 11. Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus sake only. Not for Jesus sake only. But that they might also see Lazarus. Whom he had raised from the dead. You see how powerful testimony is. They did not just come to see the Lord. There are people who will not just come to hear the word of the Lord. But they want to see the testimony. The testimony of how God healed your body. The testimony of how God delivered you from the of addiction to alcohol. They want to see the testimony. They want to see, see what God has done in your marriage. How God restored your marriage. How God restored your family. How God restored your children. How God is restoring your home. Men and women want to see. They came that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. My goodness, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Not only on the account of the preaching, not only on the account of the stories, but they looked at his life. They saw the evidence of the power of God. Your testimony is the 
evidence of the power of God at work in your life. And I'm praying for you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the Lord will fill your mouth with testimony. That the Lord will fill your mouth with testimony. That the enemy will not be able to steal the joy of your testimony. Many of the Jews went away, went away from their religious system. Why? Because on account of Lazarus, many of them believed in Jesus. They wanted to kill him, the joy stealers, the joy killers. My goodness, they wanted to kill Lazarus. They wanted to kill the testimony that was the young man that was raised from the dead after four days. My God, my God, there are people waiting to consume your testimony. There are satanic agents, evil beasts of the enemy waiting to eat up your testimony. But I decree in the name of Jesus, they will not succeed. They will not succeed. Tangible powerful, hell-shaking testimony can change the life of someone. Oh yes, can change the life of someone. When one person is saved, through your testimony, you have successfully imparted the joy of salvation into that life, into that life. And that also triggers joy in heaven as a result. You know that? The testimony of Lazarus caused many Jews to believe in Jesus. So there are people who will not believe until they hear the testimony of what Jesus has done in your life. There are many people in your office, colleagues, family members, even your children who will not believe until they hear the testimony of what Jesus has done in your life. The joy of your testimony can surely bring souls into the kingdom. Jesus did not have to preach much. Just seeing Lazarus, the man that was raised from death, they believed. When men look at your life and hear the testimony of how Jesus delivered you from the power and the chokehold of death, they will believe. Share the testimony of what the Lord has done for you. Don't be quiet. Don't be silent. Share the testimony of what Jesus is doing in your life. Be bold. Be bold as you share your testimony. Let no mortal or satanic agent intimidate you to be quiet. No. Don't let them intimidate you to be quiet about what you have experienced. In Christ Jesus. John chapter 9 tells the story of the man who was born blind. He met Jesus and he was healed. As soon as the man began to rejoice, the chief priest came again with all manner of questions and queries. They queried the man, seeking for ways to discredit the testimonies, but they failed. Then they went to his parents, trying to stop their joy. Trying to stop their joy. But the parents sent them back to their son for a first-hand account of the testimony. 
and these shameless men some people are so shameless so wicked a man that had never seen all his life a man that was born blind met with jesus and his eyes were open instead of these wicked people in the synagogue to rejoice with him instead of this satanic evil people to rejoice and say wow thank god for you they were looking for ways to terminate his miracle people that should be happy people that should rejoice with this man and his parents thanking god for deliverance thanking god for healing thanking god for miracles what were they doing they were looking for ways to discredit the testimony looking for ways to tell that this is not a proper testimony in fact there are people in your life who are around you and they want you to remain perpetually in a condition of shame and pain you must watch out for this kind of people these joy killers return to this man to, 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 to convince him that his healing was of the devil let's read the account in john chapter 9 from verse 24 to 27 look at what they say so they again called the man who was blind and said to him give god the glory don't talk about jesus just talk about god we know that this man is a sinner that is jesus the one that healed him we know that he's a sinner and look at what the man said to them he refused to be intimidated in verse 25 he answered and said hallelujah whether he is a sinner or not i do not know one thing i know that though I was blind, now I see. Malunde ni abakata, amazing grace, how sweet. See, see, there are people that will come to you and they start bringing up foolish things and irrelevant things about your testimony so that you will not believe so that others will not believe friends don't go into banters with them don't go into trying to prove with them just simply drop your testimony the man answered them what is my business with his sin it is better to meet with a sinner who opened my eyes than to be with religious Sadducees and Pharisees looking and waiting for people to be under their, their bondage. He answered and said, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now i see they didn't stop there verse 26 then they said to him again what did he do to you what did he do to you how did he open your eyes verse 27 he answered them i told you already don't be repeating yourself hallelujah i told you already and you did not listen why do you want to hear it again do you also want to become his disciples my God, the man who received his healing through the power of Jesus would not allow any man, any chief priest, any Sadducee or Pharisee to kill the joy of his testimony.
He even challenged them and queried them if they wanted to become his disciples. Wow! When men come to look for ways to discredit your testimony, the testimony of what God has done in your life. When people come to suck out the joy, the joy of your testimony, query them. Ask them questions. Don't allow them to intimidate you. Don't allow them to bring up irrelevant matters. I have seen people who, having experienced the power of God, they begin to doubt. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know if he's a sinner or not. Maybe it's possible. In fact, I saw him eating with Zacchaeus. It's possible he's a sinner. Shame on you if you are still doubting the power of God after God has healed you, after you have tasted the power of God, after you have experienced the power of God, after you have seen the wondrous walking power of the blood, and then you allow the devil, you allow the agent of darkness, you allow the liars, you allow Satan to confuse you. You are not sure of what you believe. That means even this blind man who had not seen all his life is in a better place spiritually. A man who had not even seen Jesus, who who never knew him, he encountered him once and he stood boldly to defend to, 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 to defend the cause of the gospel. He had just once, just once he met with him. He didn't even know how to describe him. He didn't even know how he was. Just once. Look at how he was so sure. So sure. And he was asking the religious leaders if they wanted to become his disciples also. Let no man despise your testimony. Let no man kill the joy of your testimony. Oh, the man was bold. The man was strong. The man stood on his ground. Wherever you are, in the plane, on the ground, in the ship, in your office, oh Lord, in your church, Lord, in your family, stand and testify to the good works of God in your life. So the man further lectured them he taught them. He taught the, a, black, a man who was born blind, who was born blind, had one encounter with Jesus, and instantly he began to teach the religious leaders what they should have known. In verse 32 and 33, he said, Since the world began, can you hear that? A man who was born blind. Look at what he was saying. He was, <laughs> my goodness. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. My goodness. He was speaking with authority, speaking with power. He was assured. Did he, has he read before? Has he seen anything before? No, he was born blind. Did he read any material? No. He was just convinced that since the world began, nobody has opened the eyes of the blind as far as he was concerned. See, you must be assured of what you believe. If you are not sure of what you believe, then you cannot stand to testify of what God has done in your life. Oh, you bring sorrow to heaven. You bring sadness to the heart of Jesus. The man was so assured of his testimony, he refused to allow anyone introduce doubt into his heart. He was so assured of the wonders of God. Sometimes I, it baffles me when I see men asked, even men of God, Christians, believers, church leaders, being asked if Jesus 
is the son of God and they are doubting it. It, sh it shocks me when I see people who cannot stand to say Jesus is the way, the truth, not a way, the way, the way, the truth and the life. No man can come to the Father except by him. A man that was born blind refused to allow anyone introduce doubt into his heart. He was so assured of the oneness of God. He boldly testified in their temple. He defended the Lord Jesus Christ right in their temple, right in their domain, not in his own living room, in their temple, in the committee that was raised up to interrogate him, to bully him, to, 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 to subdue him. And verse 34, verse 34 tells us that they answered and said to him, you were completely born in sins. And are you teaching us? Are you teaching us? The committee was mad at him. And what did they do? They cast him out. <laughs> they cast him out. They could not stop him from expressing the joy of his testimony. They could not kill his joy. They could not kill him like they planned to kill Lazarus. So they chased him out of their temple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand your ground. Contend to keep the joy of your testimony. Don't let anyone introduce doubt into your heart. Let them cast you out. Many people are afraid to be cast out. That is why you are busy here dilly-dally. You are not sure. Mm, I don't know. Is that man a servant of God? Mm, uh, is that one? Mm, did Jesus heal? Yeah, is that John? Mm, you are not sure of your faith in God because you are afraid that they will cast you out. My dear friend, a blind man, a man that was born blind, he stood before the committee, before the Sahindrins, before the Pharisees. This, 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 this is like, it was the highest level of spiritual authority at the time. But the man stood his ground and they chased him out of their temple. Hallelujah! Stand your ground! It's better they chase you out than for you to be among them and shamelessly denying the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep the joy of your testimony. Let no demon, no man, no woman stop or intimidate you to silence. Express the joy of your testimony and glorify Jesus Christ forever. If by any means you have shamefully because you want to belong. You want to belong to the circle of those in government. You want to be, belong to the circle of those friends. Those people who are pulling you. And as a result, you have denied what God has done in your life. You have denied the testimony of faith. The things that Jesus has done in your life. Just because you want to please people, I call you to repentance. Please. If you have testified negatively about someone that God has used to bless you, I beg you today, repent. Re wherever you are listening to me, please repent. This moment, we are in serious times. If you do not repent, the joy of your testimony will be withdrawn from you. God forbid. Father, this morning I want to thank you yet again for your grace, 
thank you because you have imparted into us the boldness to declare that which you have done for us. In the name of Jesus, I pray for those who are hearing me this morning that we will stand wherever, however, whatever committee it is to declare the saving grace of Jesus. Where we stand, Lord, rejecting every doubt, every doubt, standing in the authority of Jesus and say, before men and before the world, before Satan and his agents, once I was blind, but now I can see. We give you glory, our Father. We exalt you. We worship you. May your children be blessed, strengthened, enabled, and give us all a wonderful weekend of testimony of your goodness. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you on Monday. The entire week, next week, will be devoted to prayers. We want to pray this through and pray it in. Seeking God seeking the lord that will be a divine restoration of joy the joy of salvation the joy of service the joy of his presence the joy of testimony and every part of our life the joy of sacrifice oh we will see god at work again in our lives we will see the mighty wondrous working power of god amen